Yes, sir. We are finally back with another episode of the Court in the Field podcast. I'm joined here today with my dog, Sean Flannery. What's good, Flan? What's up, CJ? How's, uh, how's life up in New York? Uh, it's, it's smooth. It's smooth. Uh, just a little. Uh, I think we're halfway through right now. Uh, campus is smooth. You know, obviously, the guys just lost in the Sweet 16 and a, and a little bit of a bummer to Houston. But outside of that, I've been good. How about you? I've been good. So our, um, you mentioned Syracuse fell this past weekend, but uh, our season ended much shorter than we would have liked to hope. We lost in the first round um, of our conference tournament. Didn't end up making a, um, didn't end up getting a bid to the NCAA tournament. So we were done probably three weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. Um, kind of just been hanging out ever since, you know, kind of doing some computer work, film work, stuff like that. But, you know, we're about to start workouts back up here soon. Um, so looking forward to get, getting those going and then getting busy again with the on-court workouts. So for right now, it's kind of going slow, and we're going to pick it up back here shortly. It's funny how, like, college ball work. Like, obviously none of the fans will know this and no one who's not on the inside. You said y'all season ended three weeks ago. <laughs> y'all picking back up, and it's not even April. Trust me, I know. <laughs> no, it's crazy because, I mean, as everyone that listens to this knows, I played Division three basketball. And once our season was over, our coaches didn't have any, couldn't have any contact with us until August, maybe September. So almost six months of no real, you know, contact. Everything had to be on our own. And, you know, you go to Division one. I'm sure Division two level is probably similar. Um, but, yeah, you're less than a month probably, a, I don't know specifically the days, but close to a month away from your last game. And, you know, we're, we're, worked, we're working towards our next season. You know, the, the final four has even happened for this past one. And we're, that's the drawback of obviously losing a little early and not being where we would have liked to in the end. But, you know, it's a grind and you kind of, you got to give your hats off to the players because, you know, they just, they went home. They didn't go home for Christmas, but they went home for two weeks and you know, you kind of see they're a little tired in their in their faces and everything getting back into it. But, you know, I think it's good to get guys back up back here. And once, you know, they get started, they'll all be excited to, you know, be together and be back on the floor. I only really experienced that one year because uh, we usually, our season, because we didn't make a bowl game three out of my four years there, we usually finished at the end of November. And we wouldn't really start back up until that first week in January. So, like, a month was a good enough time to be off. But that year we did make the bowl game. You play the bowl game a couple of days after Christmas, and you got about five days off, and then you back back at it. So, I, yeah, I feel them on that. That shit is definitely draining. But I mean, it's a price you pay to to get a full ride. So I mean, I ain't that, bitching. That's too. crazy you say that because I was gonna ask you how how football because I would have assumed, you know, obviously the whole dynamic of training and you know off season work for football and basketball and you know all sports are different, but. You know, football, it's so much wear and tear on your body that I just would have assumed you guys would have had a month, month and a half, two months, you know. No, no, you don't get that time off at all. But I think the coaches do a solid job of kind of like ramping things up and like bringing you along slowly. Because I remember vividly when Bama played a couple years ago in a natty or this is Clemson one or two, where they played a national championship on a Monday Saban and them went recruiting obviously that week because you know they Saban never sleeps or whatever you know, <laughs> on the road. But then the following Monday, the boys were back at it in the weight room. So I mean, it, it sucks, but I think the coaches who get paid a lot of money to do so, I think they do a good job of making sure that 
obviously you just played a, a five-month season that was very physical. At that point, you played 16, 15 games. So I think they do a solid job of bringing you along slowly and uh, making sure that you're preventing injury in the process. And it's, it's weird because I think, you know, this is probably a conversation for another podcast in our time, but, you know, the whole idea behind burnout, how it's becoming so much more prevalent of a word within sports, especially at the college and probably high school level even, just because you're, you know, I think when our parents were growing up or even, you know, maybe not necessarily our parents, but, you know, a few years younger than them, they didn't have this year round thing where, you know, AAU is very prevalent for high school and football. I know there was camps back when, way back when, but like, you know, you, you're doing seven on sevens, you're doing camps. If you're not doing this, it almost seems like you're missing out. And then when you get to the college level, you know, you, I don't want to say like you're owned by the school, but like, you know, you're, they're paying for your school. So you're, you're going to do what they want you to do. So, you know, I think a lot of, you know, parents of ours or, you know, that, that, that era will say, you know, we did the same thing, but I think it's, it's a lot different. A lot of people don't see the silver linings, you know, that, that a lot of the players go through nowadays. 110%. And I think obviously your dad is a big proponent of this. Uh, so I'm sure like your line, I think it is kind of similar to this when it comes to not really specializing early on, but for that exact reason, kind of, because I played three sports religiously, well, two, I would say, and then usually I would either sprinkle in track or the one year I failed at baseball, which we'll get into later on in the episode. Uh, but I, I tried just for that exact reason, man, that burnout is real. And plus, obviously we talked about this, I think with Joe Bocci with cross specialization, how that helps other sports and stuff like that. But that burnout is a real deal, man. Cause it just gets tiring of the same movements, the same schedule, the same repetition. That, that's, that shit gets tiring, man. And when you don't get physically paid for it, cause obviously I don't want to sound like spoiled here. Don't get it twisted. I appreciate my four years at college and all the things that all the doors that it's open for me, all that's good stuff. But the same monotonous repetition day in and day out with like a, without a monitoring compensation for it is frustrating as hell. And that's where the burnout comes into play. That's where the, all right, do I really want to do this? And that's where that comes into play. And I think that's very different than our parents' generation. Cause even at the collegiate level, they weren't training 12 months a year. Like hell no. And I think a lot of people, even, you know, parents nowadays that have younger kids might think that their kid is, is missing out on something by not, you know, specializing in a certain sport, you know, whereas, like you said, we, we both grow up, grew up, um, you know, playing a variety of sports. I played, you know, football until my eighth grade and year, and I, you know, I wish I would have played in high school at least for a year, but, you know, I didn't, and I'm fine with that, but, you know, I, playing throughout grade school, I think, you know, a lot of people think they're missing out on something, but like we talked with Bocce and like you said, like you, you're probably gaining more than you think. And I think a lot of, a lot of athletes, especially, you know, basketball, with AAU, you know, football's got the seven on seven stuff coming along now, but, um, you know, people just want to play games. Like they just want to have that competition. Like, oh, I'm so competitive. I'm going to play. Well, the thing you're missing out on, and I think we're going to get into here shortly is the fundamentals of everything. And, you know, basketball is a very big fundamental sport. So when you're just playing games and you're just, you know, running up and down, yeah, that's great. You know, you're active, you're, you're working, you're playing basketball, which is awesome. But are you really learning anything? Are you really putting that, you know, hour a day or even 30 minutes a day into shooting? Are you dribbling? Like it's, you're missing out on a lot of things and, you know, by, by, uh, by not having, you know, or by, by specializing in something and just wanting to play games all the time, like you see kids doing, you know, you're kind of missing out on you know, the fundamentals or the small things. 
Yeah, and I think you did a good job transitioning to our next point because I'm sure you guys watch Gonzaga and stuff like that. They're, I don't want to say best player because I don't think Suggs maybe is their best player per se, but their most high-profile player, Jalen Suggs, was Mr. Football as well and had offers to be a quarterback at Ohio State, majority of the Big Ten, I think a couple of SEC schools. So if the if a top five pick played football until literally his senior year of high school, quarterback at that, I, you can miss me with the whole, oh, I need specialization. If you're good enough, they'll find your ass. Exactly. And that's a perfect way to put it. And I think I, I did a um, – my dad's involved in USA stuff, so I did a, uh, a weekend or a week out in Colorado Springs with him. Maybe my first year out of high school. I can't remember specifically, but – it was with the USA group was the fresh, the kids that are freshmen in college right now. So, you know, one of the couple of guys I remember were Scotty Barnes, you know, he was there. Um, but I remember Jalen Suggs, everyone was talking about how, you know, he was not there and everyone's like, Oh, where's he at? Where's he at? And people are like, Oh, he's the number one quarterback in football. And everyone's like, and all the coaches there, they're high school coaches. So they're not, you know, recruiting and all that, but they're, they're like, wow. Like, this dude must be the real deal if he's the number one, you know, quarterback and point guard, you know, and he's going wherever he wants for either sport. He ended up picking Gonzaga, but it just kind of, like you said, goes to shows you're going to get found regardless of what you do. It's just, if you're going to be the part time, take the time to put into it, put it in, then it'll work out. So transitioning into college basketball. Now, what are your thoughts so far on the tournament? What have you liked? What have you kind of like, and eh, like, what are your just overall thoughts so far? I think, it's, it's been a crazy, a crazy year of upsets and everything. And I feel like, I swear we say this every single year, but then you go, oh, this is the year where it's craziest. And it kind of seems like it is because of all the higher seeds went, moving on and everything. But I think, um, you know, it's just, I feel like I'm involved in college basketball now and I should have known like, you know, oh, I know these, I'm paying more attention, but no, I had no idea. Um, I think Gonzaga, Baylor, and maybe Michigan, you know, are, you know, a, elite and then you kind of got the rest that are there now um but the way the, the games have been going lately it's just, you just never know if someone gets hot one night and that's the great thing about the tournament in basketball is you know you have one or two guys that you know put up 25 points you're probably going to win so you know it's just whoever's hot on whatever night so it's been it's been fun to watch I've been trying to get away from you know basketball for you know a week or two just because our season was over but you know I'm just every like everyone now is just drawn to their tv screen with March Madness Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm an NBA guy, obviously, as you know. So when I'm watching college basketball, I'm just looking to see, you know, who's going to the league, who can the Cavs pick up, you know, who can fit with Steph next year. You know, that's how I'm, that's how I'm watching it. And so obviously the certain teams that I'm looking at are um, Scotty Barnes with Florida State and uh, Mobley at USC and Suggs at Gonzaga. But I think as a guy who's watching it from that perspective, the tournament was a little frustrating at first to me. Obviously, you want to see the upsets in the first couple of rounds. I don't want to see that shit later on because I'm not trying to watch, no offense, Oregon State in the final four. Like, I'm not trying to watch that shit. But, like, I'm, I'm just not. But it's amazing to me how night and day, one, the refereeing is when it comes to college basketball in the NBA. And just, two, like, the quality of the game is just so night and day because we talked about it earlier with the fundamentals. Gonzaga looks like they're playing a different sport than the rest of college basketball right now. And – it's not just necessarily because the players are 10 times better because I think Baylor has extreme, like really good players. Obviously Michigan has a bunch of dudes. Hell, um, Arkansas has some guys I really like, but just literally because everyone on the floor is a threat to score. It just looks like everyone, it looks like they're playing a different sport. 
So like for someone like me, I'm like, damn, like I love watching Syracuse, but god damn, like this shit is kind of bogus sometimes because these motherfuckers can't shoot. Like what the? I don't know. So it's from my perspective, I thought that was a glaring thing that this tournament is definitely exposed is how in some areas of the college game is lacking compared to the, the professional game, but it's, just, it's okay. Cause the professionals for a reason. Right. No, I agree. And we talked about it off air a little bit. It's just the NBA game is just so much better. Like you turn on your TV and any NBA team, like you're going to sit there and be like, man, like this guy's either better than I thought he was, or you know, the guy on the other side and another Jersey is, you know, LeBron James and you're watching because of that reason. So yeah, NBA is special for its own reason because, like you said, there are professionals. They're getting paid to do this. They're the best in the business, the best in the world at this sport. But, you know, I I kind of get, you know, defensive when people say college basketball is so much better than NBA for that reason. You know, college basketball, I think we talked about this too, is that, you know, you're kind of losing out on fundamentals with guys coming up and you kind of – you see, like, you know, you six seven, six eight. everyone wants to be re- recruiting those kids because they're that height and, you know – Coaches always think they can develop and teach the fundamentals, which by that age, it might be a little too late. But I think it goes back, going back to your point with Gonzaga, is they seem like the – them and Baylor, I think, are the two elite teams. But Gonzaga just almost seems to be up another level from that. You know, I thought Creighton, playing them twice this year and seeing them in person, I thought they were going to give them a little bit of a trouble. But they didn't. It wasn't even like a question, you know. And it, it seemed like our Creighton matched up pretty well with them too, having scoring guards and a couple bigs. Um, but they they couldn't do anything. And that I, I hope I hope we get a Baylor Gonzaga matchup just for that reason of them being the two, in my opinion, best teams in college basketball. And I think I hadn't really thought about this until right now. With you talking about like with coaches prioritizing length over necessarily skill, because you see that in football, obviously too. With, uh, or, damn, I want the 6'2 corner, or I want the 6'5 receiver as opposed to the guy who just go out there and play ball, you know what I'm trying to say? But we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, not a couple weeks ago, maybe last week, when it comes to how do you win in March is guard play, and usually the guards are the most skilled players on the court. So when you look at Oral Roberts, for example, they had no business winning those two games, no business at all. But since they had either the best guard on the floor or, at worst, one B guard on the court at all times, it didn't matter how many six five dudes or six six dudes you got that had that can jump off the gym. That dude was gonna control the pace. He was gonna dictate the tempo, and it was nothing you can do about it because he was the best dude on the fucking floor. And in a one and done format, anything goes in that type of like like that line of thinking. I feel like exactly. I think that's what you know makes you know college sports because of you know the football playoff now it being a one and done thing. Even though there's four, I don't know, six teams now. Is there six? No, it's cool. uh, four, trying to get the six. They're trying four. to get four. Okay. See, I'm lost. But and then March Madness is you know 64 teams and they expand a little bit here and um it just you know like we said earlier it's just you have one guard or one big to go off and you know you're kind of in, in a good spot. But and and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with getting a six seven or six eight dude to come into your school and as a coach you're gonna be yeah you're gonna be on your hands and knees begging him, um especially if he can move, but. You know, I think it's kind of lost from a fan perspective is, you know, the fundamental of, uh, you know, I, I love Steph Curry probably for the same reasons, not as much as CJ does, but, you know, he's a dude that is the most skilled player on the floor 99.9% of the time. Because Unless you're the LeBron, he's the most skilled guy on the floor. And some, and I would argue sometimes if, you know, he's more skilled just because, you know, he's the greatest shooter of all time, but 
it's it's just there's so many things that probably are lost from when fans look at college perspective to NBA and um, it's a great argument it's a never-ending argument just like the goat conversation but um, it, it's the, the uniqueness in of itself and that's why March Madness is so great yeah and I think another reason why I was probably a little bit more down on college basketball this year as opposed to others is the pandemic obviously you love college sports just for the fan environment and I'm and I, I hate that now that you're a part of like this level of ball and you weren't able to experience that this year. So I'm hoping, hopefully things open back up next year. So you get to experience that. Cause I didn't, I've been to a couple college basketball games and obviously we got the domes. So that's just a whole different experience, but they were both the Duke game and 35,000 people watching like Duke. That shit was nuts. So like, I'm hoping you get to experience that, but just watching that coupled with the quality of basketball, not being as high as watching Steph pull from 40 was kind of a, a bit of a downer for me, but I think this March madness has kind of picked things back up and I'm, um, outside of that Oregon State Loyola game, because for all those who are listening, that was not good defense. That shit was awful basketball. That was some. You're not supposed to shoot 18 percent at any time in basketball, bro. That shit was awful, terrible. But neither here nor there. You can go. If you so kind of you know getting some picks, we could stop ranting, I guess. And I'm sure people don't want to hear that. But who, if you can have one, you know, not upset team, but or Cinderella team, because at this point they're not all, I mean, they're the final eight, lead eight, whatever. It's, you know, they're all have a reason to be here. Who is your one underdog or sleeper that you would think, you know, they might make a run to the final four to the championship maybe, you know, if you had one team, who would it be? So outside of the Zags, I think if I don't have the odds in front of me, I'm sure the Zags are probably minus 400 right now, if I'm being real. And maybe outside of Baylor, because if the Zags are minus 400, Baylor is probably plus one, they're probably even odds. I really, really like Arkansas. And I think they're kind of well-rounded a little bit. They got uh, Moses Moody. I watched him a little bit because he's an NBA guy. So I tuned into them a little bit this year. I like how they um, can attack from all angles of the floor. I like how they shut off. I know Oral Roberts was a 15C for a reason, but I like how they, they um, down the stretch, kind of took away and attacked the point guard. Because, you know, he was killing on the other end, but he couldn't guard anyone on Arkansas. They were literally attacking him. So I liked how they found a little matchup there and it made the deal. But if I just had to pick one team, it'd probably be Arkansas outside of those first two. What about you? I like Arkansas. I'm, I like Eric Musselman, their coach, and I think he's a fiery dude. So, you know, it's a good pick. I, I, I would say USC just for the sole fact. I think they have the, I wouldn't say the best player in the tournament because I like, I think, Jalen Suggs or even David. Mobley's tough, though. Mobley's tough, bro. He he easily can make an argument. He can easily make an argument for the number one overall pick. Might be the number one overall pick. And um, I just think, you know, like I I said, you know, already a few times is you just get a dude like him to to put in 25 or 30 and then someone else to put in 15 and you play some defense. I know you're playing Gonzaga, so it probably seems impossible, but it's March. Anything can happen. Hey, that 2014 Kentucky team had, like, what, nine NBA dudes and still lost to Wisconsin. And they also – Wisconsin, I mean, I don't think – I think Mobley's better than Kaminsky was, but, I mean, similar big man, took control, it slowed the game down, you know? Right. It's almost – I mean, I know Gonzaga and Baylor, whoever you want to say, seem like the elite of the elite right now. But, you know, being 29-0 and and everyone expecting you to get there and – you know, it's not always the easiest road. You know, you, you have all the expectations, all the pressure. And I, I think it kind of – people say that, but they don't really understand it until you actually are in those positions or in that position. And it's going to be tough for them, but they do seem like they're unbeatable at this point. 
but and I think you understand this more than me because you've been around ball a lot longer than I have. Sometimes you can have a bad day too. So like, let's not act like Gonzaga can just like not go out there and shoot 20% from three. Like it's right. no different than football when like you're having a bad day and you can just hit somebody in the fucking mouth and be like, all right, like basketball, bro, if the ball's not going in, like what you, what can you do about it? <laughs> right. And having a, a seven footer, uh, you know, going up against you in Mobley, you know, a dude that can protect the paint. If that, if, the, if you're not making your shots and you try to go inside, you have a seven footer, like it could be tough, but I don't know. Like we, Jalen Suggs, Kispert, Timmy, they're, 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 they're pretty tough. And, you know, they're very fundamental, like we've already been saying, and you know they have the athletes and the dudes to do it. So you know they'll be a tough out. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch them tomorrow night. Um, obviously for Mobley and Suggs, but just I think Gonzaga is just the closest thing I get to watching. I, they will get the the brakes beat off them by an NBA team, but when it comes to that style of ball, though, that's the closest thing I can get to NBA. I agree. Yeah. Anything else you got? Um, I think that's pretty much it. You know, I'm excited to watch. I think by the time this is out, we'll probably know the final four teams. So uh, hopefully we could get another episode out before. Well, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. But, um, you know, I'm excited to watch these last couple games. It's been an exciting March Madness for sure. And it's, it's always feels like you get that first weekend and it's like amazing. It almost feels like it's too much at a certain extent. And you just kind of keep, you know, you, you keep watching, you keep, you're like, Oh my God, this is way too much. And then you, you get to the next weekend and then you're like, eh, it's starting to die down. And then you get to this point in the elite eight and you're like, Oh my God, we only have like a couple more games left. Like, what am I going to do once this is over? And I think I'm starting to feel that right now. It's just, I'm excited to watch these last couple of games, but like, damn, like the basketball season is nearing its end. Now, real quick before we go off, cause I, I just thought about this question. This is like, when I play, there was like, Oh, I definitely got this inside scoop of like what teams are like maybe a sleeper was like, it's really damn good. Like for me, uh, like watching like North Carolina this year, I always thought they were like, they're unreal. Like the skill position players they got, like I just always thought they were really good. Obviously there's only eight teams left now, but like who was the team this year coming to this tournament? You were like, all right, like this team's nice as hell. Like they're not getting the love they deserve. Like this team is like that. It's a great question. I, mean, I got to kind of look at the bracket you, in my you, brain. You said you, 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 said you saw Creighton, you thought they were nice. You saw them twice this year. You had Illinois winning it all this year. You, um, you play, you're not, you're in the same conference as Noble. Who are the couple of teams that people may not get the love they deserve, but you thought they was nice as hell? A team that I really, I, I like Creighton just because I thought they were a good big, like Villanova would have been a tough out. Even I mean, uh, they already made it to the Sweet 16 and it was a great season for them, but you know, they lost their starting point guard, which hurt them, probably their most important player. Um, Creighton, obviously, I thought just was going to be a tough matchup for anybody, but you know, we beat them. And we didn't make the tournament. So, you know, if they have an off night, it was one of those where you can probably beat them anyways. And then a team I really liked, but I think a lot of team, a lot of people like them as well. Or But I had them going to the final four was Oklahoma State. And I just thought, you know, you have Cade Cunningham. And, you know, it's just one of those, like, they were getting really hot at the end of the season. Um, they Did they beat Baylor? Yes. They beat Baylor. They beat West Virginia without Cade Cunningham. That is what. So that is what did it for me. Is they won at West Virginia. At West Virginia, without Kate, their best, without the number one overall pick, and we're and I was like, oh my god, like this team is top five easily. And unfortunately, you know, they lost kind of early. But um, that was definitely a team that I was like, okay, like 
they can make a run for sure, especially having the best player in the, in the, in the entire tournament. <laughs> we'll get to our guests, uh, some childhood friends, chopped it up with them. They're good, funny people, especially uh, my man, Ja, Joe, uh, and, and the old man, Keith. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be, you'll be hearing from them shortly after this commercial break. Join here today with two former high school classmates. One's playing quarterback at Gannon University, and the other one is a shortstop at not the Ohio State University, but OU. Shout out to the Bobcats, Joe Wisenseal and Jimmy Keefe. Glad to have you all on. Thanks, Thanks for having us, man. All right, we're just going to jump right into it, just kind of see how you guys are doing. You know, it's kind of been a minute since we've seen each other face-to-face -face with all these, you know, my season being in the winter, your guys' season in the spring or fall, just depending on what's going on with COVID, I guess. So start with Wise, what's going on? I know you guys have your, your season started up here. I think you're nine to nine or something. Yeah, look at you doing a little research there, Flan, eh? Uh, yeah, so we're nine and nine. Uh, we just finished up a series with Central Michigan here at home. We're at Toledo next weekend. Um, the max is a little different this year. It's regular season champs, so we don't have like a conference turn or anything. So every game kind of kind of plays a big part in the outlook of the season. So um, we're two conference series in. We got, I think, a lot, I think there's 11 teams in the max. So we got seven or eight more con conference series to go. So it's going pretty well so far. Jim, what about you, man? Um, so right now we're playing a uh, five-game season. Um, we are. We already played our first two. Uh, we have. We have a week off this week, and then uh, next week we're going to Michigan. Um, so I mean, it's kind of cool playing some different teams because uh, a lot of teams in our conference aren't playing. Um, so we just we just finished up with Tiffin on Saturday. Um, we play uh, a couple more games in Michigan. So I mean, things are off to a slow start, but uh, we got a lot of young guys. So it's kind of kind of interesting. Um, to play with a lot of these young guys, especially being so old. Um, I mean, I'm playing with kids that are 18 and stuff, so being 23 is a little weird. It's funny because we were talking about, you know, we I think all of us, I mean, anyone that knows Jimmy kind of makes fun of him for, it seems like he's been in college for 25 years, but, you know, realistically he'll be done after this season, so this is his last year. Um, but it's just kind of weird, you know, like you said, being 23 and, playing on the same team as dudes five maybe even six years younger than you but right. like for you is that is that something like a different role that you have to take on or is that something just kind of just like natural you're going out there to play football still like how's that been um I think I think it's more natural and stuff I, I don't know uh I mean you know I've, I've always kind of tried to be a leader and stuff but like playing with these young guys you just got to kind of show them the show them the ropes and uh I think I've done a decent job of that what you mean, off the field? I don't know if I'm, I trust you off the field. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got better. I'm, I'm pretty good off the field now. <laughs> when it, once, once, uh, like me, Cal, Jimmy Berger left. I think, I think Keith kind of had to figure out some more friends, and you know, stick. I guess stick to football. I don't know. We'll see. Guys, <laughs> uh, so for you guys, um, so what's the not the off season? Like the end of the year? Like, are you guys having a conference tournament, or is it straight to? Uh, you know, how does, how does that work? NCAA tournament, what's that like? Uh, no conference tourney this year for the MAC. They shut it down for the next four years. Um, I think four years. I think it's finances. Because um, March Madness plays a pretty big role in financing the MAC conference. Um, that's where most of the revenue comes from. So I think that 
along with baseball, I think there were a couple other sports that they caught conference tourney wise. I think like soccer might've been one, maybe like volleyball or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's regular season champ and then straight to the NCAA tournament. I think we're done. Our last game is May 30th. So I'll be here for a couple more months. This is your, is this your last year too? Or are you thinking about? Coming? Yeah, this is my last year. I, this is my fifth year, obviously in school. And then, um, I have one more year of eligibility, but I think this is this is going to be my last one. I'm hanging it up. Been in college too long. Yeah, and uh, I think the body's just breaking down a little bit. I don't know. How, I don't know how much more I have left in the tank. I hear you. I hear you, boss. Yeah. But I mean, for the 15 people that are listening that don't know a lot about Joe, is that Joe transferred from from Penn State to go to OU. Um, Jim's been at Gannon for for uh, his entire college career, but Joe is a transfer, but how was that process for you, um, you know, making the decision to leave and then finally picking OU? I know it was a few yeah, years it was, ago. So. Uh, yeah, it was about three years ago. It was, um, it was tough. Um, I was actually here playing baseball in the summer, so it kind of made it a little bit easier with the transition and stuff. I think that's kind of what played into me ultimately choosing Ohio, um, just being here for a whole summer and kind of getting to know the campus and um, just the field in general, different facilities. So I uh, talked to the coaches a lot, obviously, too. So um, it ended up being a good fit. It kind of sucked that I had to sit out a year, but, um, you know, here we are. It's kind of all played out and and just kind of thankful to be here playing for my final season. So yeah. Jim, how has Gannon been? It's been a hell of a five years. I mean, obviously we had a couple guys. Obviously, the co-host on this is a, a Gannon guy uh, for about three nights, about, about, about for about three, three weeks. And obviously, we just had Cal Reynolds on, who detailed his experience. How's your time been there? Um, you know, I, I had a little bit of a better experience, I would say, than those two, uh, especially because they both got out of here, like you said, in, in about three weeks. Um, but right now it's a little weird because, you know, we're all going through it. We're, we're all fifth-year guys in school. Um, and so it's, it's a little bit of a different dynamic, you know, like like talking to people and you're just around guys that are younger than you. You're, you're the oldest guy here. So um, it's been a good, good ride, though. I, but uh, I'm definitely ready to move on for sure. <laughs> I hear you. Real world about to happen real soon. Woo. I know. But, um, I mean, now that we kind of got the, the basic fluff out of the way, um, going back to when we were all together at St. Ed's, uh, you three played football with each other. Joe, when did you stop? Junior year, sophomore year? Yeah, after my junior year. Okay. So, from, yeah. from what I remember, and I think it's still like a, a legend going around St. Edward High School, is that Joe Weisenseal is actually the best quarterback to leave the 2016 class. But, like, I mean, like I said – um, you know, we don't really know for a fact, but it's just kind of like one of those tales that, you know, we, I guess we'll never be able to see. Keith, do you have any words on that? Yeah. Wise, wise will go to his grave thinking that one, but, uh, <laughs> fact of the so, matter is that I beat him out freshman and sophomore year. So I don't I know. So, I don't know what else he's looking for. I was so pissed off when Jimmy led the team to the state championship my senior year, <laughs> our senior year. I was, so happy I was rooting against him. I actually <laughs> saw I, I saw Wise up in like the Huber Heights Wayne student section. I think yeah. for a, a, the Red first and black. quarter. Yeah. Red and black. <laughs> looking back, hey, looking back, I wish that I 
could have been down on the on the sidelines with you guys because I my I busted my knee before that season, so that's why I didn't play. But yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to have a ring. But I'm gonna be honest, Flynn, being in that student section for the state championship game was was something else too. That was a fun time. Uh, it was great. <laughs> no, y'all looked lit in the student section because, like, yeah. obviously, it's usually like in a high school like a uh, like setting where you can kind of see them a little bit more. But like at the end of the game, when like we ran over there. Like y'all was really like thrown over it, like drunk as hell, wild as hell, you know, all types of wild ash down, even Jack Ryan, and obviously y'all like that was really like cool as hell. It was just a hell of an experience from our perspective at least. Now that's that's like one of the things I know we have previous guests on here that we talk about St. Ed's St. Ignatius rivalry and all that stuff. But you know, the good thing about going to a high school like St. Ed's, you know, Moeller, Ignatius, all those you know, no, powerhouse don't sports. Them, don't school. Them, us. Sorry, the other schools that are pretty decent that we don't talk about, but um, as you kind of get experiences like that, you kind of get, I know we go to an all boys school and you tell people that and they kind of, you know, give you a weird look, but you know, at the same time, I feel like it kind of brings you closer as a community and as like, you kind of get that sense of, uh, you know, community with each other and relationships are much stronger just because of, you know, you go to these sporting events, you hang out with each other, you know, every single day. And then on the weekends, you're forced to hang out with the same people, uh, unfortunately, sometimes. But, you know, still, it was those experiences, I think, that, you know, kind of have brought us to where we are today. You know, obviously, you guys being successful athletes and me being a washed up scrub as I am. But um, I think it's just kind of it just kind of goes to show to what not only does St. Ed's do in sports and their success, but also like bringing people together. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was good. That was good. I actually wrote no, that down. Those wrote, uh, thank God. Thank God. You wrote that down on a Word document. Just read on, a, it on, an, on the iNote <laughs> yeah. pad. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Those games, though, were some of the some of the most fun times. Like like football, you know, playing in it, but then like going to basketball games and stuff. Wise baseball was a little different. I mean, <laughs> didn't have as much. Yeah, you guys. Forward, you but... guys went to what? Like you guys went to what? Like one one game. I, I remember. I, we, I think I went to four four or five total games. Yeah, we freaking lost. It was a mess. Yeah, well, no, I mean, basketball was basketball was freaking fun as hell too. That was that was really fun. I mean, that was probably the best season section atmosphere that I've ever been a part of, or even yeah. seen in person. Being basketball up on that is just stage. different. It's just different, just with yeah, the stage and just the enclo- the closed environment, I guess. But no football, doubt. it felt like. <clears throat> when you we were playing Ignatius or even another team and they had a student section, you'd look across and be like, damn, like they actually are going crazy. And then you kind of hear after the game, like the guys in the field, they're like, no, like you guys are actually pretty good, but it's just kind of the environment, I guess that, that you're in, but it kind of just goes back to what I was saying, even though wise made fun of me, it's just, you know, the competition level that we, we were a part of and, you know, the community and everything. So it's, I mean, it's all, all the environments we played in or we're in were pretty awesome. No, this is a question I got for y'all because I'm, I'm definitely a geek and a nerd, but it is what it is. How often do y'all like follow like what goes on back at uh, Ed's? Like for example, yeah, well, do you have any idea what's going on with the baseball team right now? Uh, yeah, the baseball team just they had opening day I think a couple days ago. Oh, okay. I was just they, I think they're I think they're two and zero right now. So they're playing pretty well. Yeah. That's what I'm Basketball. I, I talked to uh. I talked to TJ a decent amount still. Um, shout out TJ. Shout out yeah. my dog TJ. But, I mean, he kind of keeps me in the loop with with a lot of the stuff. Um, and then I'll talk to Lombardo, you know, once every few months, you know, just kind of checking in and stuff like that, you know, which I appreciate. It's, it's awesome to, you know, stay in touch with those guys. Um, 
but I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously we don't know like anyone on the team anymore. So yeah. it's, it's a little, it's a little different um, trying to follow it. I was super bummed when football lost to uh, Medina. Oh, dude. Yeah, it was tough. I was talking all my shit all week to uh, – I have a tight end here from from Medina. And he was like, yeah, you guys are probably going to kill us. And then I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, like there's no doubt. And then that ends up happening. I'm like, not good. Bro, like, there, there's just certain schools you're not allowed to lose to. And I feel like – Yeah. And Flanders going to hurt. Like, that North Worldson lost our freshman year is one of them. But Medina is like it might be the worst loss I've ever like been a part not a part of but like I've heard since I've been following San Diego, bro. No, Apparently the they had some dudes. They had some dudes this year. Mm-hmm. North Medina had an NBA guy. Yeah, basketball. True. Yeah. Back in basketball, yeah, I mean the basketball team lost to Ignatius this year, and I lost yeah, my last game against Ignatius. You know they lose to Ignatius. There's another team that you're just or school that you're really not allowed to lose to, but I right. think. We kind of, I mean, seems like we all kind of follow to to an extent, but like like Jimmy said, I don't have any idea really who these kids really are until you know the first or second game, and you know I kind of haven't obviously an in with my dad being the coach, but like he is, I still have I, he I think he's the assistant, the JV head coach or something like that, but yeah. no, I, I, I above. I'm the same way. I don't really, I, you know, I'm following along, but just the guys there, it's it's weird, it's different. Well, I got a question. So, obviously, the Hoops team had a uh, smooth into the year, went into the MAC tournament, and then went into uh, the opening, the round of 64 game. What was campus like? How was it like the scene like with y'all just making that, what is it, like a five-game winning streak y'all went on to, to end the year or something like that? Like, yeah, I think it was like, I think it was five. Five, yeah. How was campus and like yeah. what vibes around? It was, it was wild. Um, I'm sure you guys saw a couple of things just from Barstow. I think Barstow posted something on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, just court street, like the main strip here was just absolutely going crazy. And the whole student body obviously isn't even here because classes are online and stuff. So it's probably only like 25 to 35% of the whole student body is even here. And I think everybody that's, that goes to school here, I think was on court street that night. So it was, it was, pretty cool i mean it kind of had almost like a non like non mid-major like more power five type vibe like the, the amount of people that were out on the street partying so it was definitely cool did you have ou in your final four mm, no <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how that works you know i went to john carroll and we just kind of i definitely had cues in the sweet 16 I, I i just don't i'm a kid that's good yeah. No, I had – I based my entire bracket on the standings from last year because I didn't really watch that much college basketball this year. I think I only watched, like, the Big Ten, and that was it. I don't really think it even matters anymore because you have – No, it just, doesn't matter anymore. I think I knew what I was doing because I have – you know, I'm, I'm within college basketball now, and I I think I have one of the worst brackets in our pool that, you know, we have, like, 20 people in, so – by the way, uh, let's let's check on that real quick. I think CJ was <sighs> near the top on that mug. I think CJ was kind of close, wasn't he? I actually had a perfect bracket. I just didn't submit it, and that was my issue. Is I I submitted the wrong one. So well, Joe David, CJ, who do you have winning? I got the Zags, baby. I got the Zags. Yeah, I like that pick. So Joe David, he got Illinois, so he can't win. Whoever senior May is, I imagine that is May's pops, maybe. He got Ohio <laughs> State. The whoever Matt K is and Folsey. So I'm. I'm damn near right there. So, like, whatever the pot is, y'all might as well send it my way. 
as long as the Jags, you know, handle business. You feel me? Michael May Sr. is on the leaderboard? Dude, no. <laughs> yeah, May, uh, you can't even see it for real, but, yeah. <laughs> Damn, hold up. He the Ohio State logo. Yeah, Sr. He's May right there. two right now. Yeah. Bayham ain't doing right there. That's me. He'll be he'll be going down the standings as oh, as those games continue to pass. He's not getting points for Ohio State. Yeah, Keith, I have a question about the season and everything. Yeah. You know, obviously, baseball is or not baseball, football is what you play. So, football is a fall sport, but with it being now in the spring, how was how was that transition? How did that like the whole situation come about? How is that process? Yeah, it's really weird. Um because we had to treat uh, winter break like the summer, basically, um, you know, kind of getting ready for the season and, you know, doing doing those kind of workouts. But um, it's – yeah. We've had we've had some really <laughs> nice weather, actually. I thought we were going to be playing in, you know, like a foot of snow like every week. Um, but it's been nice. So, I mean, we kind of lucked out there. Well, Gannon is known um, – Gannon Erie is known for their great weather and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. So – one day it's one day it's 24 and you get a foot of snow and then the other day it's 55 and sunny so it's tough but um playing in the spring is it's weird because we practice all fall too so it's kind of been like you know in a year where you're not playing as much you're we're practicing a ton so that's a little bit different yeah that is weird because i think we were talking about troy henderson and he's been on here before about how they're doing they did like half their season in the fall yeah. half in the spring I just feel like that's just kind of like a waste of time. You might as well just – if you have half it done, you might as well get that other half going. Or, I, don't know. I, I agree with that, but I think uh, we're going to see some – see how this goes because, you know, a lot of guys that are going back to school next year or in the fall, like they have to play another season right then. And that's yeah. going to be a 10-11 game season. And, you know, you take that risk of playing four games in the spring that don't necessarily count for anything and – you know, God forbid injuries and stuff like that. A kid can miss two seasons, basically. So it's it's kind of crazy for sure. That is weird. Wise, you guys have any like? I'm sure it hits everybody the COVID stuff. But like, did you, how was how was that for you guys? I know you guys do summer ball and spring ball or whatever, fall ball. Um, how did that affect your seat your off season? Yeah, the fall was. We only had five weeks as a team. Usually, we'd have probably like. 10 we'd have five weeks for like full team practice and then we'd have like another five for individual type practices and stuff like that um but this year was a lot different obviously and I think we got shut down for three weeks out of the five that we had for of practice just because we had so many cases um and that was early on with the university um they've kind of like since changed the protocols a little bit so if we have a couple guys test positive it's not like the whole team that gets shut down but we actually had um, the week leading up to our conference, our first conference series. Uh, one of our one of our coaches tested positive, and we had to practice without coaches because the contact trace the whole coaching stuff. So it's just Jeez. like so, like before our first conference series, we basically were just kind of not messing around, but like we had like like an actual serious practice, but it wasn't the same, obviously, with the coaching staff. Right. So. That's no, just kind of you know who, some of the stuff that you got to deal with. This is somebody who don't know baseball, obviously. I mean, I know what I know it. Like, I know the rules and stuff. But like, what what does the coach do at practice? Um, I mean, you got coach puts together a plan, and then 
like you know he i don't really know dude i mean it, it's not there's not much it's different everywhere i mean coaches are different everywhere usually your head coach kind of oversees like it's just it's more of like a presence thing you know what i'm saying like if you don't if you think about it like from a football perspective or something like if you didn't have a full coaching staff there like there it, it would just be like a more a lot more laid back like players only type thing as to where you had coaches you actually had to like seriously lock in and I mean there's obviously going to be guys out there that with coaches or without coaches are going to lock in regardless but um I think you know obviously just having a coaching staff around is just like a whole different type of presence out there because my dumbass is thinking either I'm gonna hit this damn ball or I'm not so I'm thinking okay but yeah having a coach there yeah it's, you gotta keep it simple yeah that's, that's, that's a good mindset to have that's why I see you play football and basketball. I wish I could keep it that simple out there. I think I'd be I'd have a lot more success if I could do that. Quick baseball story. I played one year in fifth grade, right? Hit the ball twice. One was a foul ball, one was a, a liner right up the middle. But I made the all-star team. You know why? Because I stole faces. Because I walked every time right. I was swing. Because the ball was coming too fast, bro. Like so if I swung and it hit me, like the, the ball chipped up, hit me, you know, too pretty for all that shit. So it was like, you know what? Cool on this baseball shit. I couldn't catch. They had me in right field. At the time, I thought that was smooth. But then the older I got, I don't <laughs> no, know why. No, no, Scrubs no. in right field. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were a scrub back then. You made the all-star team. <laughs> it was all bad, bro. Like, it's hot as hell out there. I ain't, I ain't get the sunglass, like, memo. So, I'm out I'm out there sweaty, hot. Sweating. Bro, losing. We sucked. But it was, it was all right. Yeah. Bro. No, I – I would have, I probably would have picked a different sport, honestly, if I was not five six and one hundred and sixty pounds. Five six. I probably, I probably, honestly, I probably would have went to to Gannon and played, uh, <laughs> played quarterback. Now, yeah. I, I think, I think I could say this because I mean we're all about to be done, but I remember, I think it was like we had like a couple weeks left in high school, and we all slept at or spent the night at Joe's house. And I, like me, Cal and Jimmy, obviously were committed or going again. And we get to, we get to Wise's house and Wise always, you know, he busts everybody's house all the time. So I go to the bathroom and I lift the toilet seat up and on the bottom of the toilet seat, it, is, it says Gannon U or something like that. Yeah, it was the arrow. Went down to the toilet bowl. That wasn't yeah. even me. I think... I don't even know who that was. Right. I think that might have been right. Prague or Rigo or something, <laughs> just playing along with the joke. Uh, I sure that was wasn't. probably one of the one of the better nights that I've ever been a part of with the uh, boys. Then we had school the next day. Yeah, and we were just hung over on the last day of school as high yeah. school kids. That's <laughs> incredible. Looking back, that's just incredible. Mm-hmm. It's funny, like looking back at that stuff because I I didn't really come around like with the whole like drinking and stuff until like my senior year. So I missed out like the first like three years of all that shit. But like my last year and like obviously Joe's house, Teddy had a couple stuff. Uh who was the one that was that Donay who used to have a wild shit? My dog Donay. <laughs> like, Donay. like looking back on it, that's really wild as hell. Like the stuff that yeah, like shit was that was popping off, bro. Yeah, it was a good time, you know. Yeah, we got after it. It was fun. We made it work. We're so Natty young. Lights, Natty so Lights, young. Caps. I don't think <laughs> I played tournament caps every like, weekend. Maybe maybe played like three games of Caps my like in the past five years, which is yeah, which is just bullshit because it's probably the best drinking game ever. It is, but now like I think now that I'm a little bit older, now I 
play a game of caps and i'm like i just kind of feel like shit and like i gotta yeah. stop i'm already <laughs> yeah. drunk yeah maybe maybe we should yeah exactly no that's the thing like we would actually drink a shit ton when we were younger and now we do that do that shit now we can't even hang anymore oh, yeah yeah you're fucked it's messed up when's the last time you did anything you have good games all weekend uh we went out last night a little bit well, on a Sunday, on the Lord's Day, Lord Hammers. Just, just a couple casuals. Couple, I hear you. I hear you. Up at the old crystal. <laughs> I hear you. I hear. You. Now, this is what I want to know, though, because like I got a couple. Obviously, not a couple. All of us got a lot of friends who go to OU. What is the environment like when it comes to playing sports? Like, because I feel like the dynamic of OU is legit party, party, party. But as an athlete there, do you get that same experience or like, like how does that dynamic work? Yeah, it's it's tough, honestly, because it's, I mean, it's close knit, even though it's probably 20,000 people that go here. Um, it's a lot more close knit than that. I mean, everything's like real close by and Port Street's right in the middle of all of it. So, I mean, you're kind of driving past it all the time, like coming back from practice. Damn, I might want to go and party right now, like seeing all these people out, but it's it's tough I mean you gotta you really gotta be disciplined about it uh this year has been a little bit different just because um far scenes just a lot different it's not as crazy um so it's made it um you know a little bit easier I would say but um yeah overall I think it's just kind of up to you as, as a student athlete I mean you guys know too it's just you you can party if you want I mean you can take care of what you need to do schoolwork athletics you know it's just kind of kind of up to the individual I would say Gotcha. Yeah. How's the uh, eerie scene? Right now, it's it's kind of whack. Um, I mean, I've been I've been going out too much, you know, just because all the COVID stuff and and uh, there's still a curfew here, so it's pretty early if you do go out. Um, what time is y'all curfew? Because ours is eleven. Ours is eleven also. Damn, I didn't know you guys still had a curfew. Yeah, I think oh, they're changing are you in New it York in, in a week. Are you still in New York, Carl? Yeah, I'm getting my masters here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, there's one up there too. That's crazy. Yeah, they just took the one in Ohio off like a couple of weeks ago. Maybe a they're month supposed ago. to be taking this one off in a week, I think. Yeah. You're out of here soon, though. So you yeah, gotta wow. get your one one last weekend in or month. When, I know. So, <laughs> so what is I, I what is your guys' plan? I know both of you can probably have a chance to play professionally or do something after school, but I don't know if you guys have figured that out yet, or you're mainly focused on this year i don't i don't know what but what what are your uh what are your plans as of now post this season um if i get the chance i'm gonna go overseas and play um and that's kind of what i'm i'm looking at doing without looking at it i guess just because like i'm still on the team here um fuck that, but, but, but <laughs> what'd you say say fuck all that team shit but continue <laughs> I, yeah i i don't know i, I just uh if I get the if I get a shot, I'm gonna go for sure. Uh, you know, for a year and then and then kind of figure it out after that. Um, if it goes well, maybe go for a second year. But I think the issue with that would be just finding something to do in between, because it would be pretty much a, it would be like eight months in between um, if I were to go somewhere right after school ended. Yeah. What? Um, well, wise. I mean, I know baseball has like 900 rounds so i mean there's yeah. always a chance i mean you make one foul tip or something like that you might get drafted or something i don't know how baseball works but what's your plans 
Yeah, I, I don't think that that's in the cards anymore. It's been like that for a couple of years. But uh, I, like I said, I still have I still have another year here, so um, I'm looking for a job currently. Finance is pretty broad, so it's been kind of tough just to kind of narrow it down. But I've been looking around, talking to a few different people, um, just looking at you know more of a sales type job. I don't know if that's something that I really want to get into, so I've kind of held off on that part a little bit. But um, if I don't if I don't find anything coming out, then I'll probably end up coming back to school. I don't know if it's going to be here, if it's going to be somewhere else, just to go get my master's. So that's my plan right now. Boy, Joe, Nothing Joe, too exciting. That boy Joe going to be rich as hell in Wall Street somewhere in like a couple of years. That'd be nice. That would be nice. All right. I just need a starting point at this point. Just a foot in the door. I hear well, we'll see what happens. Now, Keith, hit up uh, Kevin Burke. You know, he uh, that's what he do. Or yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's still doing it, but uh, I actually talked to it was like probably a year or two ago now. But I talked to Norm Weber. Uh, you guys know who I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, my boy Norm. And uh, he he had he had asked if I if I was planning on doing that. Um, there's another quarterback from Eds before Burke that went overseas and had a you know a really successful career. Um, and he, he he kind of I think uh. Last name is Webb. Oh. I think I, I forget honestly. He was he he was probably like a couple of years older than Burke, but uh, yeah. he kind of put that idea in my head to go overseas, and I was like, that that wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, and you got your boy there with you too, so that'd be that'd be nice. yeah. So so hopefully we'd be able to work out a, a package deal or something because um, he went over to Germany. But uh, if if that uh, if that comes up, I'm I'm gonna take a shot there. I hear you. I hear you. I just, ain't nothing wrong with that. I feel you 110% on that. This COVID shit got everything messed up, bro. This, bro. This That's shit. the other thing. So we'll see. We'll see if that has uh, an impact on it at all. Wait, Wise, are you thinking about playing another year at OU or is it like just school? No, nah, if, I, if I went back to school, I probably wouldn't play. I'll just focus on getting my master's and trying to find a, trying to find a job. Um, it's just t- it's tough to balance um, spring season with school and obviously graduating soon, looking for jobs. Um, makes it a little bit easier that I don't have as much time spent going to classes and stuff like that because we obviously take classes from home. But um, it's you know it's still kind of kind of tough to balance all that. So I'd probably just focus on school at that point. Am I the only person who goes in person? What'd you say? Uh, I went. I went last semester, but uh, this semester my classes are all online. Oh, that's kind of nice. You got in person. I wish I could do that. I couldn't. It do was. It, it was kind of nice. I, I was cool with it. I was cool with it last semester or whatever when it had last spring when it like yeah. first happened when everything got shut down, like going online and stuff. But now I'm just over it. I'd rather be in class. You know, because you know, Jim, that's how he get down. You feel me? He could talk to the honeys in person, hard <laughs> in the little room chat. You know, the chat, hey, Melissa, <laughs> do I, how, what are you doing after this? Like, it's kind of hard to get active like that. I'm, I'm tired of looking at my ugly mug in the friggin' camera every time on Zoom. <laughs> you know, Jim used to pull the football book bag card. I already know, I'm already here. No, <laughs> he used to be in class with the book bag and like have it in front of him and shit. So, like, the girls know he played football, knew his exact number, all that. I already knew your I already knew your card, Jim. 
See, at OU, I don't even think they care. At, like down there, like they see. Well, Joe here, it, that, this that, is such there, a small they, school. Down there, at OU, they they already know who Joe is. Joe don't need to pull out the book bag. They already. Oh, that's why. Oh my God, he don't like us, girl. You know he a dickhead anyways. He probably talking shit. <laughs> I already know how Joe get down. Yep. Being at such a small school, though, everyone really knows everyone. It's kind of uh, it's nice, but it's it's weird at the same time. You know, I I kind of look back and wonder what what it would have been like to go to a bigger school if that meant like walking on somewhere or what but um i mean it's like high school all over again kind of it's kind of crazy Flan, you're curious I, too. I was gonna say I, I i agree with that i i think you know your first couple maybe even your just your first year you kind of feel like it's a very different and like just kind of adjusting to the new setting right but once you kind of get your feet in the water and you, know, you kind of figure it out. It's basically the same thing, but just you're more on your own, you know, more free time, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I always thought the same thing, what it would be like to even not even play basketball, go somewhere and just go to school or try right. to walk on somewhere. But I don't know. I'm also five, six and a hundred pounds and I don't really have many options. So I was, I would have went to a big school if your pops let me, you know, get, get active, but you know, <laughs> Had me in the corner, you feel me, three and D type of guy, and I couldn't I really didn't have a three part, so it was just the defense. He favored, he favored his son, you know. PJ and I both, you know, we played Daddy ball. I, Daddy you know, ball. I, we lost to Ignatius, so I can't really say it. Like I did. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you're down to 100 pounds. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm up to 100 pounds. I was at like, oh, that's yeah, yeah. So. No, that's you great. look great. You look great. Thanks. Yeah, you look. Thanks. You look great, man. <laughs> uh anyways anyways i think keith has to go here soon so i, I think we're gonna do some rapid fire maybe and then um you know we'll yeah. send it off oh yeah there. definitely some rapid fire and i know we're gonna get some good stuff out of especially wise you know jim might actually forget the rapid part of it and actually like think these questions are wise <laughs> well the thing is you can't be worse than cal you would say rapid fire and we had like four or five questions and at the end it was it took 10 minutes yeah no are these just gonna be are these just gonna be random or what random so yeah oh, i we, i have these we just have questions we'll go back and forth i guess i mean you get, one of you, how about you get uh why is i got keith all right let's get intimate all right keith first mm -hmm, one yeah. i got keith first one i got who are you listening to right now give me three people you're asking the wrong guy i'm not i'm not huge in music but uh i'm a big country guy okay. um yeah so luke combs uh heard of him yep you heard of him once or twice. Cold beer on a Friday night. That's not him. All right, whatever. Continue. No. <laughs> uh, and I'd say Morgan Wallen probably are the, mo the top two. I don't, I don't listen to a lot of music. I'm a, I'm a big uh, podcast guy, actually. All right, top three podcasts. Go. Uh, Victory, the podcast. You guys ever seen Entourage, the show? Yes. Mm -hmm. So they have a, they have a podcast. Um, I listen to that. Uh, Pardon My Take with the Barstool guys. And then uh, I just listened to uh, Johnny's new his new one with Mike Stud. It's called Ball Don't Lie. Um, mm -hmm. They're just kind of starting up, but it was a pretty good first episode. You forgot you forgot our podcast. Yeah, I mean this one's up there, but you guys you guys put me on the wait list so long to get on here that I just kind of forgot about it. That makes sense. I, I mean, I get that part. Joe Weisenfeld. I was the number one fan from the beginning. <laughs> we can't see the the people, but you know it, the eerie population was very high. So that yeah, makes I bet. That makes sense. And uh, Joe, if you had one yes. superpower, what could, would it be? Um, to fly. 
Come on now. Key, favorite snack? Favorite snack? I got to go with uh, baked barbecue chips. My go-to. Um, wise. Favorite TV Keep show? Keep it healthy one time, Jim. Huh? Keep it healthy one time. <laughs> what do you just – 8 p.m. comes around, you're just down in chips? I don't know. I mean – He's an old man. He's when I think snack. He's in bed by 8 p.m. He's he's asleep. Yeah. Uh, Wise favorite TV show or movie? Favorite TV show is The Office or Seinfeld. I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld lately. On what what like outlet? Like where do you watch that from? Seinfeld's on Hulu, and The Office is my buddy has YouTube TV, so it's usually on Comedy Central. But it sucks that they took the office off Netflix because I know Jim could attest to this one. I would probably that would be the one that I would probably put on like before I go to bed or something. Yeah. Just fall asleep to that bad boy. Definitely fuck with that show. Key favorite football memory outside of the two state championships. Um oof. from high school or, or college? Football. Just in general. <laughs> Beating us Whoa. in the CYO sixth grade, whatever. Hurdling, <laughs> hurdling Sean Flan. I have, sixth grade. I have nightmares. At, at St. Ed's. The crazy thing is, I saw as I was diving at his ankles, I st- all the hair from his legs <laughs> into my face. Yeah. <laughs> and he was in sixth grade too, and there's still freaking the hair everywhere. That's the thing. With, I know it's rapid fire, but Keith, Keith was one of those guys that you know you play one weekend in AAU or in football, and he's on the team, and you play a different team the next weekend, and somehow Keith is on that team too. So he <laughs> I'm the filling guy. I'm the filling guy. And but the worst part about it is he was. I hate, hate to say this about him, but he was the best player on each of the teams, and it was just like, dude, we got to play this dude again. Like, hold on, what was hold on? Time out. Best player. What was his <laughs> attribute? He was definitely a, a guy who got a couple fouls, and you feel me? He was. No, he was. No, he was. Seven, go ahead. Seventh and eighth grade. Seventh and eighth grade. I could hoop because I was six foot already. I mean, I was. <laughs> I was the same height. I was gonna say he was the grown man that we were like, dude, come on, like you're not yeah. 13 years old. <laughs> yeah. He actually just drove. He pulled up in his Honda Civic and <laughs> put up the shoulder pads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe, oh, yeah. uh, one role model. Who is your role model? One person. Oh my God, Flan. I know. Tough. Um. I don't know if I have a role model anymore, Flan. I would say my. I would say my dad, Mr. Wise, Ryan Wise. Type shit. That's what I was going to say. Come on now. I would, if I was a couple years younger, I would probably pick a professional athlete or something, but those days are behind me now. All right, Keith, a movie's coming out about you. Who's the actor? Who's playing it? Seth MacFarlane. Type shit. You think you're that? Yes. You think you're that? Devin Booker. (laughs) Devin Booker. Dude, it's actually wild. Like Seth Mc, I think you look more like Seth MacFarlane, but Devin Booker is right there too. Yeah, yeah. You got a lot of people no doubt. Look like there's a I lot of dudes. That one, but I see it. No, there's a lot of people, a lot of famous people that look like Jim. Yes. Well, no, they look like Jim. Wise, if you were not a baseball player, what would you? What sport would you have picked? If you could, if you were good at, you know, you, you would be good. Bas- and you'd be a college athlete. Basketball. 
Hey, I want to give Joe credit though, real quick before we get off air. Joe, like a hell of an athlete. Like, there wasn't a sport that he wasn't good at. Like, obviously, we talked about football. Broke a hoop. Like, like broke actually fucking hoop. And, and like, I, I told a couple people this. I told a couple people like that one. Well, no, I was gonna say like you know, growing up, I think we played each other, and like I hated playing against him. And there was another kid. But anyways, yep. we. I know we, who you're talking about. <laughs> and. uh when he came to Ed's, I was like, you know, I was happy because, like, I knew he was good. But I was also like, shit, like, <laughs> I might not I might be not playing play. that much. And then I remember, like, oh, I, remember I didn't play. That's why I didn't play, so you could you could get all the minutes. Well, that, I mean, you're a nice guy. We're friends now. So yeah, I, I felt bad about it. But, like, you, Keith, Bachi, like, uh, a few others probably were all thinking about playing. And I remember specifically my dad was like, we got to try to get Joe Wyden and seal the play. Like, he's pretty solid. Sorry, Keith, but. Sorry, Jim. Did you play freshman year? No, no. You I, tried I, out for a couple couple days though, right? You were at a couple trials. I don't. Think so. I, don't I don't think oh, I went right? at all. Oh, okay. Joe Bosch was at a couple trials, I think. Yeah. And then he just said, "Fuck it." <laughs> he said, "Then he just stopped playing school." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my last, my last question for you, Keith, is: What's your favorite cartoon? What was your favorite cartoon growing up? Oh, um. Dude, that's tough. I don't even know off the top of my head. You look like a Jimmy Neutron type of guy. He's up there. Uh, <laughs> fairly odd parents, maybe. Freak ass. Come on, dude. I don't know. I, I haven't watched that's the cartoon a in so long. Pick. That's 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 top tier. That's god tier. <laughs> that's god tier on the Twitter list. I hear you. That's god tier. Are my last one. It kind of goes with the superpower, but wise, you have a favorite uh, superhero? Spider Man. I'm glad you asked because I was actually going to put that on the. La- I was going to put that on the last question about the superpowers. Spider Man sure. for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I fuck with Spider Man because he like you know he don't act like a superhero for real. Like he real you know he a kid and then he just happened to be able to. So it's kind of cool. I fuck with him. He's just got the finesse. He's just the finesse. Yeah, I can't relate to Thor, bro. He a big ass, like he a dude swings a hammer on it and fly like bro. That's not cool. Like, and then honestly, you kind of act like Tony Stark though, if you want to be real though, like real dickhead and like asshole. <laughs> like, that's definitely Joe Wise. Like, that's <laughs> so fair. That's so fair to say. <laughs> but I love it though that you, everyone fucks with Tony Stark because you like you respect it because he's genuine. So I fuck with it though. Maybe. I like the Spider-Man pick though. I fuck with it too. All right, well, I know Keith has to go. He has to go sign autographs and, uh, and other things. Um, so we'll let him Pity. leave. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but I just want to say thanks for coming on. Um, obviously, yeah, we, for us. no problem. But we're always texting and connecting with each other as we are with the other guests we have on. But it's always nice to see you guys and talk to you guys face-to-face. Um, so we appreciate that. And best of luck with the rest of your guys' seasons, of course. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Good to see you guys again. Talk to you. Yo, I need a home run or a stolen base. All right, Friday, home run or stolen base. You got me? Yeah, I'll, I'll get something for you. All right. Yeah, I need maybe a, like a little nice little glove play that's shortstop you doing. You know what I'm talking about. Like one of them little flip shits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can do that, too. All right. Thanks. <laughs> <you>. Yep. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. All right. Good. Yeah, boy. you guys on and y'all be easy. Yep. You All too. Right. See you, man. See you, wise.